Hi, and thanks for tuning in for Faces of Post-Secondary Success. In each installment of this series, you'll hear the deeper and often unexpected story behind a single image that has been selected by the storyteller. What connects these images are the answers to a simple question. What does success look like to you? Saying yes to a new experience can be more than a little scary. Just ask Dr. Kathleen Cleary, the interim provost at Sinclair College in Dayton, Ohio. In this installment of Faces of Post-Secondary Success, settle in and listen as Dr. Cleary shares the story behind her unexpected close encounter with a king snake and what that snapshot of a moment represents about openness, awareness, trust, and ultimately, success. This is a picture of me holding a king snake. He's about five feet long. I had gone to Wallace State College and been a convocation speaker. And afterwards, someone said, oh, come for a tour of our health sciences center. We're so excited for you to see it. So I said, I'd love to go. So we're walking around the health sciences center, and it was really impressive. But we walked into this biology lab. And they had different little animals, and they had this snake. And I am really, really afraid of snakes. But she said, hey, oh, this is our king snake. Do you want to hold him? And everything in me was screaming, no. But... I'm an actor uh, and director, and I started my career teaching acting and directing to students and would do improvs with them. And the number one rule in improvs is say yes. And the number two rule is trust your team. And so this picture, in a nutshell, is say yes, because as I was trying to say no, I heard the ghosts of all the students and colleagues and actors and directors I had worked with over the years and teachers say in my ear, say yes. So I said yes without giving it much more thought. And so she hands me the snake, tells me how to hold it. And I said, somebody take my picture. It's the only time in my life I'm going to be holding a snake. And right as I said that, the snake's face swiveled and looked me right in the eye. So that's why I'm kind of laughing in the picture because he decided to look right at me and scare the heck out of me. Everyone around me, you know, they'd seen me in the morning give this presentation, and I did a workshop, and so I had kind of gotten pretty comfortable with them, but I told them, I'm terrified of snakes, so I think they were kind of watching to see what I was going to do, and so when the snake did the quick pivot of his head and looked right at me, everybody kind of gasped, and a little part of me almost dropped the snake, because I was really scared. Creativity blossoms when you say yes and when you trust your team. So I find myself really in so many different situations trying to get to yes. So it started with Completion by Design, which was this transformational movement for community colleges funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And I'd only been a dean for a couple of years after leaving the role of chair of theater and dance. And, you know, I felt like I was still finding my way as an administrator. And the president asked if I wanted to lead Completion by Design for the state of Ohio. 
And again, say yes, say yes. And I did, and boy, was that great. It really changed my life in so many ways and opened my world to possibilities I couldn't even have imagined. The completion by design work was maybe the third or fourth project or initiative I did that was funded by the Gates Foundation. And so I was partway down the path of digging into issues of equity and student success and who is being served well by higher ed and who is not being served well. And the reason that was such a transformational experience for me is it gave me the opportunity to work with the team. This was a cast of thousands. At Sinclair, literally thousands of people worked on completion by design. We had a thousand students who filled out a survey, giving their input into why students did and did not succeed. We had 800 employees here at Sinclair go to training on completion by design. We had all 400 full-time faculty get involved in training and faculty development. We had hundreds of adjuncts come to sessions to learn about completion and student success. And in that process, I learned so much from my peers here at Sinclair, people on the front line who saw what was and wasn't working for students. And then in working with national partners and looking at our data and seeing that students in poverty were really struggling. And it wasn't just academic. I learned so many surprising things. 40% of the students who withdraw have an A or B average. It's not academic issues that are stopping them from keeping going. It's life gets in the way. And looking at issues of race and feeling as a white woman that that's eh, probably a topic I shouldn't address directly because I won't be taken seriously. I won't have credibility. And now I'm asked to be on race panels to talk about race and my perspective as a white woman, what do I think I can do and what can others do to help close the attainment gap at Sinclair and throughout the state and nationally. And that was another say yes moment because when I was first asked, I thought, I'm gonna walk in the room and everybody's gonna go, what is she doing here? And, you know, most recently we had a hate group come to Dayton and we did a panel so that students, faculty, and staff could process what that meant to our campus. And I was asked to serve on the panel. And it was funny because one of the first questions is, can you all talk about a microaggression? And I think I was the only white woman on the panel. I immediately had things come to mind, you know, that if I'm on a panel, all the men are introduced as doctor and I'm introduced as Mrs. or Kathleen. We all have our own experiences and lenses that we look through and we can use that to say, I know how that makes me feel. So when my colleague of color to my left is saying things, I don't understand what it's like to be a black man, but I know what it feels like to feel less than because of a microaggression. And I can lean in to help him have a better experience because of it. And I am really open about the fact that I feel unsure of myself talking about race and that I am counting on my team to step up and tell me if I've said something offensive without realizing it, 
or if I haven't said something that needs to be said and I need to be the one to say it. And I had a colleague recently say to me, you know, Kathleen, you can use your privilege to help us. And that was so freeing, you know? So again, say yes, trust your team. Those things go hand in hand. I can't speak on behalf of all issues of equity. I don't have the background experience and personal life to fully understand what needs to happen for equity. But I can make it an agenda item that the rest of us can talk about and learn from each other. Success to me is pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. It could be going back to college as a working single mom. It could be, you know, serving as interim provost, which is a little overwhelming in terms of the scope of the job, and saying, I'm going to do my absolute best in this. So when I look at that picture of me holding the snake, and that, I mean, snakes figure prominently in my nightmares. I mean, I am really afraid of these guys. I say, okay, if you can hold a snake, you can go do this. And so what? If it doesn't go well, you'll learn from it, and you'll, you know, look for the next opportunity to say yes. Thanks for taking the time to be part of our Faces of Post-Secondary Success journey. Did you like what you heard? Look for more installments and QR codes around your office space and online. 